On September 16, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, a very sleepy Tom Zalhatnai. And this is a terrible, terrible idea. Welcome to They're Calling Again. The least you could do is listen. Find out if you're missing. What could you say to a stranger today to get them on your side? Everything you do is what you choose to show the world, but you are more than that. Today we'll be looking at Season 3, Episode 9, Frasier Grinch. Bell 5 TV On Demand summary of this episode says, Frasier's thrilled by the prospect of a Christmas visit from his son, but he's forced to brave the mall on Christmas Eve to find just the right gift. For this episode, I'm joined by Katie Pagnuco. Katie is a teacher and improviser here in Montreal and longtime friend of me. <laughs> I was going to say longtime friend of the show, but... Like, as I'm, we discussed before recording, you have not been on the show before. I just thought you had. No, we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I've never been on it. Well, welcome. Thank I'm you. so tired today. That's okay, man. This is, I think, the earliest that I've done a recording <laughs> in a while. That's not true. I recorded at the same time Stop last week. Stop lying, I'm Tom. just sleepy. That's okay. It's the holidays. It is. It is. You know what it is? It's that I haven't had two cups of coffee today. I had one. <laughs> and I've never recorded wow. on one cup of coffee. This is dangerous, then. I, yeah, we're in unprecedented territory. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, Katie, what's your relationship with Fraser? Wow. Well, I... It's, it's odd because no one in my house really watched it religiously, mm-hmm. but it is a show I recall seeing maybe a dozen-ish episodes, I would guess. Like, I know some of the major storylines mm-hmm. that Maris is never seen or rarely seen, mm-hmm. the Daphne Niles romance, the radio show. Like, I have a lot of memories. I, I remember all the characters and their mm-hmm. sort of main character traits, but I, I haven't seen it much. Right. But I always enjoyed it, and it makes me wonder why I never got into it. Right. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I feel like the 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 experience of most people, I think, with Frasier is that like, and maybe this is just a symptom of when it was airing, mm-hmm. is that they like have some working knowledge of it yeah. and enjoyed it, but didn't necessarily like binge it. Yeah, and it's fascinating because it won like best comedy a like, lot all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like just a crazy amount of Emmys, honestly. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think I know anyone who loves it like you. I. <laughs> Then I don't know if you know anyone who loves it. <laughs> I started out loving the show, and after uh, three seasons almost, I'm like not as sure anymore. Interest is that because it's become a chore, or rewatching it is different? Uh, I think it's because I'm looking at it critically. Yeah, yeah. When you when you look at something critically, it you notice all the things that are wrong about it, mm-hmm. and like. That doesn't necessarily make you stop loving it, mm-hmm. but it definitely makes it harder to to love, you know? It's interesting, too, having, like, the two lead characters be such intolerable snobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a bold move. <laughs> like, I'm not having as much trouble with them on a snob level as I am on, like, a chauvinist level. Oh. Where it's just, like, yes. it's rough. Like, the, yeah. it. I mean, and, and, you know, it was the 90s, which is not an excuse, but, mm-hmm. like, it was the 90s. Yeah. And this this past then you know but now i'm like 
I'm so much more aware yeah. of like all of the things that are shitty about the way that they treat people. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is uh, hard to love. Yeah, I find that with wa- rewatching 90s things is tough. Like rewatching Friends is impo- it's hard because yeah. it, they're awful people and the sexism and homophobia is rampant. Mm-hmm. And then when you compare it to other shows like Seinfeld, which sure. is another beloved, it's for sure not perfect, but I feel like it's so much more progressive and still earlier yeah. in time scale. I think that the the trick with Seinfeld is that we're never told that they're good people. Yes. Like on everything, like friends, we're supposed to sympathize with yeah. them, right? We're right. supposed to love them. Mm-hmm. On Seinfeld, I think from episode one, they were like, these are four shitty people yeah. and they are friends and yeah. this is them being people. And yeah. so you forgive them for being a little shitty because you're not supposed to think they're good. Yeah. But but with anything else from, from this time period, we're supposed to sympathize with them. Right. So when they're shitty, we're like, wait, I don't want to sympathize <laughs> with you. You're shitty. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's dangerous to think of though, because like Friends is a show I grew up on, mm-hmm. and like those were yeah good people and people to be, and then to be like, oh, <laughs> I was aspiring to be a dick, right? <laughs> Crap, <laughs> oops. <laughs> it's like every time like you see people talking about like which Friends character are you, I'm kind of like ah, at this point I think I'm Gunther, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is sympathetic. Everyone is so mean to him. Yeah. It's funny. There's a, a recent episode of The Good Place. No spoilers, mm. but they kind of mock how everyone is in the bad place except for Phoebe, <laughs> which I think <laughs> is accurate. That makes sense. <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe, I think is like I had a lot of trouble with Phoebe because I felt like she wasn't a real character. Oh yeah. And I think that maybe is why she was the best person out of all right. of them because the rest of them were, you know too real yeah yeah um but let's come back to fraser yes. let's come back to yes. fraser i fraser. have a tendency on this show to try and talk about every show except for fraser <laughs> so i'm like there's just more just interesting watched stuff it. <laughs> um this is the christmas episode yes it's i think the first real no we had a christmas episode in season two but this is the first one that feels really Christmassy. Mm-hmm. um and it's the first time we get frederick uh, okay. who i'm pretty sure is played by a different actor in this episode <laughs> from usual um I really appreciated they kind of hit every mm. every big Christmas trope. Sure, right? absolutely. Like we get the like here's our workplace Christmas party. We get I'm going home to spend time with people who are going to make me miserable or maybe I'm going to Maui. Uh mm-hmm. and we get like crap I have to go to the store last yep. minute to buy Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. And those are the sort of like those are the things that I think yeah. of as essentials to a Christmas episode. And I think it was really bold of them to burn them all on the same episode instead of staggering them over a few seasons. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And can I say honored to be on a Christmas episode? I always loved the <laughs> holiday episodes. They feel special. They do. I uh, I had no idea that this was going to be this one when uh, when we were setting up the recording <laughs> for, for what it's worth. But I'm, I'm no longer honored. <laughs> It's an accidental honor is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel you. Christmas episodes mm-hmm. have a lot of heart. Yeah. I um I almost teared up at the moment toward the end of the episode where mm-hmm. Marty gives Fraser a gift and mm-hmm. they're having this really warm exchange of like, look, like it's hard to get the right gifts for people. Yeah. It's really hard when you're an adult, mm-hmm. like kids tell you what they want, but adults don't know what they want. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's this whole heartfelt thing. And this is a conversation I've had with my partner where I'm like, I don't know what I want for Christmas. Yeah. And like, 
in past years, I haven't known what I want for Christmas because I've had the budget to just buy myself what I want. Mm-hmm. This is the first year where I'm so broke that I'm like oh, no. getting two people Christmas presents. Oh yeah, and it's like even this year I don't know what I want for Christmas. <laughs> it is it's it's an unwinnable battle where mm-hmm. everyone's disappointed and broke at the end. And yeah. I don't know. No one ever feels touched like like in the episode where you get right. the perfect gift. Well, and and I love that that what the perfect gift for Fraser ended up being was yeah. a gift for Freddie. Mm-hmm. I, I thought there was something really, really beautiful about Marty going, I didn't know what to get you, but I'm saving you here by getting he, you something for him. Now, right. So it it ends with Marty giving Frasier the robot that the kid ended up wanting. Mm-hmm. Now, did his... I have questions. Do you think his dad <laughs> knew that Frasier was going to fail at buying his son gifts and bought him like the hot toy? I think so. That's that's wild. I think so. I think I think he saw it coming. Yeah. And he was like this is this is what needs to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I oh, my only other like alternative to that is maybe he thought it would be a funny joke right. to buy him something that he gawked at, right? Yeah. And like you know the the other way this kind of could have turned out is Fraser also gets Freddy that. Right. And then Freddie unwraps it and is super excited. Awesome. Dad, mm-hmm. great Christmas present. And then Fraser unwraps his gift and Marty goes, ah, <laughs> you know, like that. those were the two options. It either yeah. works out really, really well or it's a great bit. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what Marty was hoping for between those two. Because obviously he didn't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that goes without saying. Marty comes off really well in this episode. I mean, my, my impressions of him were grumpy old man mm-hmm. and... I mean, it was Christmas, so he was in his element. Mm-hmm. But I was like, he's kind of great. Everyone great. else come off as a dick, and he was really empathetic yeah. and kind. But then the gift, I'm like, I don't think he got that as a gag. No, that's it. Like it, yeah. I think you're right. I think it did feel really heartfelt. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do like to envision an alternate reality where that ends up being Fraser's present. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Lighten up, son. Yeah. <laughs> Get something fun for once. Yeah. Oh, I um yeah, my my only other kind of big thought on this episode. Um I was really thrown off by the like stripper in the studio. Wow, scene. yeah, let's dig into this Christmas yeah. party. I I so I find office Christmas parties, the trope of office Christmas parties and the reality so <laughs> problematic on many levels Mm. like here's a time like once a year where you get together on a friend level with the people at work drink too much Mm. and something inappropriate happens and while there's sometimes drinking at the office parties I go to I would never dream of getting drunk right (laughs) that is such a high stakes scenario to make a mistake it it really it really seems like the kind of thing that should only actually happen in sitcoms. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine anyone in an actual office setting getting that drunk. And granted, like, I don't, I have never had a typical office job. I've never had the kind of job where we have office Christmas parties. If, you know, if I'm having an office Christmas party with my coworkers, it's like, at most, it's been two or three people. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not a party you know that's a let's hang out after work yeah um even even throwing parties for the network we never get like drunk Mm -hmm. you know like there's usually some wine and stuff but it's it doesn't feel like the same kind of vibe yeah this is like completely foreign to me but i get it as a concept because i've watched so much television exactly i i have a huge issue with the stripper thing yes like one no workplace would actually be okay with that 
Yeah, and it seemed like they paid for it too. Like, yeah. So the office paid for a stripper. Um, and there's men and women at this workplace. Yeah. And everyone was okay with Like, it didn't even seem like it was that big an issue. It, it seems like the kind of thing that at the very least Roz would have been like, come on. Like, yeah. Roz is usually the voice of, like, reason in those situations where mm-hmm. Bulldog does something horrible. Right. And Roz goes, come on, Bulldog, this is bullshit. And for Roz to have left before yes. the bullshit starts happening, mm-hmm. uh, I actually know, thinking about it now, that that makes perfect sense. Right. They had to have Roz leave in order right. to get away with that joke. Yeah. And again, like, my me- my memories of Roz were like, ooh, she's like a, like a, a woman who's really, like, anti-man. And now I'm like, bless Roz <laughs> yeah. that there's a voice of reason against this rampant sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so there's a stripper, first of all, a huge problem. Yeah. And then she comes into the radio booth mm. while Frazier's recording. And then Frazier, on his way out, says... God damn it, I'm a man or something like that yeah. and kisses her? Which you're not supposed to do with strippers. I don't know if yes. you like I've never had a stripper in my life. It's <laughs> a weird way to put that. I've I've never interacted with a stripper yeah. knowingly. Right. And like I even I know that you're not supposed to touch, you know? Yes. Like there's a difference between a stripper and a sex worker. Yes. If they had hired a sex worker and explicitly said, We hired a sex worker to come to our party also would be surprising for the yeah. company to pay for that then he's he'd be able to do that presumably presumably with, with consent yeah but he just like grabbed her and kissed her and it was sold like oh thank god fraser's normal right that, that's kind of how that was presented not oh <laughs> this is insane yeah yeah and and it seemed like a totally nuts thing for fraser to do specifically because yes. that's not in his character to to make moves like that yeah but like uh, yeah, it it was gross and bad and weird and shocking. It yeah. was like genuinely, we were both shocked when that yeah. happened. Like, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> That's like it just it felt unnecessary too. Like, yeah, it would have been really funny to just have the scene end the way that it would have ended yes. had that not happened. Like the whole, I thought it was brilliant to have had established that there was a stripper and then for Fraser to be doing something solemn and then have them come in and try to distract. It. I thought that was all great. That was fine. Yeah. Like. I thought it was a little gratuitous, but mm-hmm. I get the bit. Yeah. It, it worked. Mm-hmm. But for it to end the way that it ended was really yeah. not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very surprising. There was there was a lot of misogyny in this episode. Yeah. There was also, oh, um, I believe it was Niles. Niles said to his father upon seeing that Eddie was dressed as Santa quite adorably, um, <laughs> He said, and I quote, you need to go out more. You've started doing old lady things. Yeah. Which, um, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I chuckled at that. Yeah. But only, but then I thought about why I was chuckling at it. Cause, yeah. cause my initial response to that was like, oh, that's kind of funny. He's turning mm-hmm. into a crazy old cat lady. Right. And then I thought like, but no, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, why is that a trope? Mm-hmm. Why, why do we think it's okay to like you know joke about that yeah yeah it just seemed odd like that would be so hilarious to picture him as an old woman he is an old man he's an old man it's kind of ageist and also like why is that a woman <laughs> yeah. why are you bringing gender yeah into this they could have just as easily said like you're showing your age yes you know yeah. D- turn it into a grandparent thing right and, and for what it's worth he was doing it as a grandparent thing yeah so it would have been it would have made total sense or lonely yeah yeah, just you need to get out more. I think you, it would have been fine. Oh yeah, you need to get out more. You need to get out more. <laughs> Which is perfect. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let's not, let's be honest. He does. 
probably yeah yeah we we do in later seasons maybe even just later in this season i can't remember we do start to get marty like dating and and having relationships and things uh but i don't know if it's i think it's next season yeah but that's it like i i I just i feel like there's so much kind of subtle misogyny not even subtle yeah really overt misogyny in this but it's a bummer my other misogyny moment (laughs) misogyny (laughs) moments on fraser um was when so fraser accidentally gets the wrong gifts he Mm -hmm. ordered gifts for frederick and he got dolls in a kitchen set Mm -hmm. and was horrified like it was never even an a possibility that he could give those right and a kitchen set isn't even really traditionally gendered i would think i know even in the gendered <laughs> highly gendered 90s I yeah. knew boys and girls uh who had kitchen sets yeah i mean i'm like i as a kid would have absolutely loved a kitchen set right? and like granted i'm non-binary but but i <laughs> didn't know that at the time right yeah. and, like I and I think if I had asked for one my mom would have gotten me one um but I do think like a lot of the kids branded kitchen stuff like that was like pretty heavily gendered if memory serves like things like easy bake ovens like yes but like the cool. stand-up kitcheny things they mm. did have boys and girls ones okay which is problematic enough but like there'd be blue ones right ah there <laughs> we go more yeah pink yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, like it's 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 weird to me. Like, I I would understand it if it was Freddie has never expressed interest in cooking or playing with dolls. Sure, these will be bad gifts. Yeah, but to just go, those are girl toys. Yeah, I hate that shit. And and I again, it was ninety five, right? Mm-hmm. I think we hated that shit less in ninety five than we do now. Uh huh. But like, I still think it sucked you know like as a kid who would have probably been down for that like i don't know if if my mom had been trying to order me a bunch of science stuff and then accidentally bought me a bunch of like quote unquote girls toys Mm -hmm. i'd have probably been more into the girls toys (laughs) (laughs) i'd have been like this is great thank you these are fun yeah it always makes me wonder like how much these highly influential sitcoms Mm -hmm. actually instead of being reflective of the times were prescriptive of the times yeah yeah, well, that's it, right? Because it they they do a little bit of reflecting, but I think more what they're doing is pushing it. Yeah, right. They're saying this is the norm. Yes, let's normalize this. I actually have a question for you now, as a scientist. Oh boy, <laughs> what what would you have preferred as a kid, given the options that Freddie, you know, was oh, given here? Thank you, Tom. Let's do- dive into some of my favorite. You know what? I always wanted a kitchen set. Okay. And uh, we were we were middle class. Like I, I was very spoiled at Christmas, though. My parents went nuts. Sure, like yeah. we did, I didn't get a lot of gifts throughout the year, but Christmas was like a big event, and I turned into a materialistic monster. <laughs> and yet, I never got a, a ch- kitchen set. And I don't think it was because my parents couldn't afford it. They didn't want. The f- they're huge. They didn't want this thing taking over the retro. For a second, I thought you meant my parents were huge yes. and did not want to they're get me a kitchen. They're huge people, okay? And they're like, if we have another kitchen. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know what you mean, though. Those are, like, it's, it takes up floor space. Oh, but I wanted it so bad. Every year, I would cut it out of the consumer's distributing catalog and be like, this is all I want in that's the world. It. That's it. But I did get lots of sciencey gifts. There was, like, creepy crawlies, which was, like, a little, yeah, t- uh, like, a torture device. So it was like a, a, a like an easy big oven for plastic toys. I remember that I wanted that and oh, I never got it. It was great. I'm yeah. sorry, Tom. 
but I I used the crap out of that thing. I bet. <laughs> I would make like green and purple spiders and be like, hey, I'm going to trick people with these yeah, highly artificial this. things. And it smelt very toxic. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I had like this, there's this other like doctor something chemistry thing where you can mm. make candy in this okay. like chemistry set. That's I had a cool. lot of nerdy science. That was me for sure. I every year wanted things like that. I wanted mm. I wanted the creepy crawlies thing. <sighs> I wanted an easy bake oven. I wanted any toy that lets you make other things. Yeah. What was the um it like it just made like charms or something almost. Oh. Um it oh, crap, what was this called? Shrinky dinks. <laughs> did, did you <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible product name. Um, Shrinky Dinks was yeah, of course Google has this. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly how this worked, but you would like draw stuff on paper and then put it through a machine and it would like turn it into plastified like that is wild little charms and stuff that you could then string onto necklaces or whatever. That and I thought crazy. that was the coolest yeah. thing. And Hell, uh, I want that now. Let's yeah. order a couple shrink eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Have a real party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's no end to the list of like Christmas gifts that you want mm, as a kid and then never yeah. get our uh, our now six year old yeah. um wanted the only request this year for Christmas was a what was it a glow in the dark marble set oh good heavens or something and and like when prompted for further explanation of what this is all we got was well it's like marbles <laughs> and a track and it glows in the dark which wow. like actually yeah that's that's legit yeah. but like. I don't know where to find that. Yeah, <laughs> and is also, this a thing? do we want a bunch Ooh. of extra marbles? Because, like, you know, Lego sucks <laughs> to step yeah, on to step specifically. On, yeah. Marbles are worse. Yeah, that's a you, hazard. It's a because you can slip on a marble. I would say glow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. You, you'll, you'll see them at nighttime, and then like the baby can eat them. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. So, like, low key. I mean, this comes out after Christmas, <laughs> but low key not gonna happen not this gonna year happen. yeah oh, that's tough and like i know that's a that's a thing you know yeah and you just you get your kids things that like you know they'll like but won't be a safety hazard and, <sighs> you know what about a <laughs> robo robobot you know i think if a <laughs> or a shrinky dink <laughs> god if they still sell shrinky dinks <laughs> they're uh, getting deluged with orders <laughs> I, i'm not saying that you should send one to the upford network <laughs> box addressed to me but it's an oh, option. how wonderful would that be? I we've gotten like over the years a handful of things sent to the PO box. Someone sent us toilet paper a couple. It was a fun gift. They oh, they yeah. sent us toilet paper and like um, the spray that like you spray in the toilet before oh, you VI poop. Yeah. yeah, it was one of the. It was like an off brand <laughs> VI poo thing. Um, and I was like, this is hilarious. And like people have sent us chocolate and stuff, but no one's ever sent me a shrinky dink. So. <laughs> Just I saying. just try to think of more reasons to say that word. <laughs> Shrinky dinks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's if you think about it, you know, Fraser and Niles are both psychiatrists, so they're hey, kind of shrinky dinks. We're still on topic. Yeah. Okay, so back to Fraser. I have yeah. another. There's another. The sort of B plot mm-hmm. was um, Niles talking about thinking he's getting back together with Maris, uh-huh, uh-huh. and um, it being everyone's like mocking that that's never going to happen, mm-hmm. and she cancels his credit cards. Now, mm-hmm. Niles is is he not a practicing shrink? He is okay, and and that's where I'm kind of not totally sure what's <laughs> like. I think uh, by all accounts, it seems like Maris has always been kind of financially abusive. She okay. she comes from money, and Niles. Oh, okay. 
came to money, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like, I think Niles married her and his financial situation got so good that he, you know, was fine with all the finances being in her name or whatever because she was rich and he was not. Um, So he definitely bounces back. But it makes sense to me that like he had all the credit cards in her name because she probably just had better credit. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's it's shitty that she's like manipulating him with it at this Mm -hmm. point. Right. And, you know, without telling him. I think it's fine to cancel your ex's credit cards that are in your name if you give them a heads up about it. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, that makes sense. And, like, without a court ruling or whatever, you don't necessarily need to be paying alimony. <laughs> <laughs> and they have no children together. Yeah. So, really, when he, when they separate, it makes total sense to me that finances get split as well. Mm. But you give them a heads up. You know? That's, yeah. I'm just like, isn't he wealthy? Isn't that their whole thing? Yeah. And, and, and certainly when he, like, does move into his own place, like, he's okay. So this is three seasons in. Mm-hmm. Hasn't he always been separated from Maris? No, no. We just never see her. Okay. Even even when they're, like, happy or whatever for yeah. ten minutes in season one. Yeah. Uh, she's always off screen. Um, that is that is a fun bit. It is. Yeah. And we don't even get her voice. Like yeah. there have been other shows that have done the like character we never see thing, but we yeah. always hear them. Yeah. Um but not 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 Maris. We don't get Maris. You never see her. Nope. We That's get wild. we get people talking for Maris a lot of the time. Um, you know. <laughs> Niles will be like, Oh, there she is over there doing this or one of the like housekeepers or whatever will relay a message or you know, but we never get to see her. That is a fun bit. The only other show I can think who's did that was, did you ever watch My So-Called Life? Oh, God. Not in a very long time, but I have, like, the vaguest memory of it, yeah. Yeah, they had a character, too, who they never saw. They were like, in, like, a band. They're like, oh, yeah, Tito. Oh, they can't make it. And right. It was just, like, a running joke. <laughs> the, the one that comes to mind for me is, and I, I hate that this is a pop culture reference that's relevant to me, but on The Big Bang Theory, there's okay. a character whose mom is always downstairs. <laughs> Oh, okay. And we hear her yelling, but we don't, you know. And I think I watched a season of that show. Yeah. I, I really, like, didn't like it, but it was on. Yeah, I remember being excited about the prospect of a show that has scientists mm-hmm. and dorks. Yeah. Because uh, those are both groups that I I feel like I belong to sure. and never got to see in a comedy it's or nice any to get some representation. Really. Yeah. It just would be nice to get representation and good writing. Yes. <laughs> that, Is the... that too much to ask? Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was very disappointed. And it was also, they were not great jokes. No. It didn't feel like it was written by scientists. No. Like, these are just, we just Googled this. I mean, it, it was written by the people who wrote Two and a Half Men. Oh, yeah. That's what the problem was. It was yeah. the same writing staff as, like, Charlie Sheen's, Oof. you know, version of Fraser, frankly. Yeah, and Ducky. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Lex Luthor now, I found out, which is what? wild. I like, so he, John Cryer is Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Oh, really? Yeah. I only got a season and a half into Supergirl. Um, not for lack of interest, just Heffer and I were watching it together and then we like started watching other stuff and mm-hmm. it's been like six months and we mm-hmm. just haven't gotten back to it. And then I was watching a Flash episode recently that was like a big crossover and all of a sudden John Cryer is bald and on the screen <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? I mean, he must be dying to be evil or edgy in some way after doing that character. He seems like a good Lex Luthor from the, like, yeah. four minutes of screen time that I got with him. <laughs> I mean, he's got the weaselly wiener aspect of it. Yeah. Which you need to have. He gotta have the weaselly wiener. That is main, the main thing with Lex Luthor. Yeah, whenever they try to make him too badass, you're like, hmm. 
Yeah, I gotta be more of a wiener. Yeah, yeah, he's gotta be believably kind of a <laughs> Weasley wiener. <laughs> um, so shrinky dink, if you will. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, so we are getting toward the end of the show, um, and at this point, I always ask my guest um, if they've got any burning questions about Fraser. Uh, it doesn't have to be something that. I will know the answer to. Sure. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a fact-based question. Mm-hmm. It can be a, you know, hypothetical thing. Just anything that you want to know. Oh, okay. What, what do you think was sort of the, mm, I'll make this vague and to help <laughs> <laughs> awesome. as vagueness often does. Is there, was there like a big storyline choice that you regret the show took? Like a major plot point that they, oh. that you think took it in a bad direction somewhere along the line? Hmm. Interesting. So the sort of like big plot lines, and these are, we're entering into massive spoiler territory for anyone Uh who cares. Um, (laughs) Because nothing super big is happening in season three. Um, Apart from Niles' divorce, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously Niles and Daphne get together. Yes. And that takes many seasons and there's, you know, all the back and forth. And, you know, in the last season they have a kid and Mm. it's, you know. I don't have any problems with that. I'm glad that happens. That's good. I think that at some point, Roz... I know that at some point, Roz has a kid Mm. and does the single mom thing. I thought that was a really interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think no problems there. And then the only other big plot point is that Frasier leaves at the end of the series. He, like, moves. Mm. Um, he follows a woman to Chicago. Interesting. Was and she a major character on the show? I think for, like, Just two or three episodes, really? like, toward the end. he's She's, like, someone he wants to date or something. Huh. And then, like, it's like, oh, well, now I've got to decide. Do I stay in Seattle or do I start my life over again? Following her to sh- Chicago. And I... I, if memory serves, it's been it's been a while since I watched the finale. But if memory serves, he does go to Chicago at the mm. end of the series, and I don't love that. Yeah, I, but I get it because the series starts with him having just gotten back to Seattle. Okay, and, okay, or that, a couple months yeah. later, you know. So, so in that sense, like it feels like it wraps it up in a way that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it sets it up that if Fraser were to boot up again. It would be in a third city, right? Because we know him from Boston, and then yes. he goes to Seattle. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to have him in Chicago in yeah. a reboot. But like, don't give them ideas because reboots God. are all over the place. They've been talking about a Frasier reboot. Really? They, including Kelsey Grammer, have been oh, talking about a Frasier reboot my. for years. It's not going to happen. Was there ever any romantic tension between Frasier and Roz? A little. But not in a huge way. Hmm. Um, like, I think they hook up once or twice. Really? And it's always kind of like, oh, what does this mean? Oh, blah, blah. oh we're fine. Whatever. Huh. Yeah. But that maybe that's a choice, actually. I I, I don't know if I would want them to get together ultimately. Because mm-hmm. that feels a little played out. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind having a couple seasons of them, like, navigating, like, you know, will they, won't they, maybe even dating for a little while and then mm-hmm. breaking up. I don't know. Because I couldn't see her actually being interested in him. No. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I can't... (laughs) I touch on this a lot. I can't really see anyone being interested in him. He's kind of terrible. They're so unlikable. Almost as though his quote unquote... You can't see me doing quotes, listeners. But there's big finger quotes (laughs) going on here. The intelligence. His intelligence and money would make him attractive. But he's such a horrible person. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would hope that he's not some Lothario based on those characters. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think the writers just like, and I get that the writers kind of felt like they had to do this, mm-hmm. but they they definitely seem to have decided that Fraser is attractive in a he's way a that he's not. Fantastic voice. He has a great voice. I, that's I could just that's the one to that. thing. Yeah, that sideshow Bob voice all day. <laughs> that beast from the x-men trilogy (laughs) (laughs) like i i just yeah i I don't see it i don't get it but but i understand that they had to make it canon because he's a single dude it's the 90s they have to give him some kind of love life (laughs) yeah so they have to make him attractive but they don't necessarily i guess you could you could have it be that he like doesn't have good luck because people don't find him sexy and that he you know i don't know or just make him asexual because he doesn't give off that vibe. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> right? He's just above it all. Like almost though like a romantic mm. relationship would be too basic for him. That's an interesting note. Right? I like that idea. It's kind of how Niles and him felt to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, these aren't very sexual beings. <laughs> I uh, resent the notion that David Hyde Pierce is anything but a sexual being. <laughs> how dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, that feels like a good place for us to Sure. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you for having me. This was great. Merry Educational. Christmas. You too. Happy holidays, <laughs> everyone. Happy Boxing Day, I think, when this actually comes out. <laughs> yeah. Go spend money if you want to or don't. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. 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 Get the gifts that, gifts that people want, not what you think they want. I'm going to be giving people a lot of vouchers for fun times together <laughs> this I year. I mean, that's what we're all about, experiences that's and it. time. It's, it's, you know... Material gifts are are nice and cool and fun, but uh, sometimes you should just take people places and go, let's do something that you like. Unless you can find a shrinky dink. Yeah, well, you know, P.O. Box 22585. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs a little bit of holiday cheer. Uh, You can also support me by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for the show to grow. Katie, do you want to plug anything while you're here? Uh, No, listen to Tom's podcast, guys. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, um, in fact, listen to uh, my newest show, Natural Toonie. It's a very Canadian Dungeons & Dragons podcast. That uh, the There's a teaser episode available now, and if you go subscribe to it, uh, you will get the first real episode in less than a week. Oh, cool. Which is exciting and nerve-wracking a little bit. <laughs> you know, you pour a lot of hours into a new oh, project, yeah. and you're like, huh, how will people receive this when it launches who knows but i think it'll be good sounds awesome i think it's it's a lot of fun i'm playing a non-binary character and we've like introduced a really fun mechanic for like how our patrons will get rewarded for things where in addition to the perks that they pledge for they also get sort of in-game currency that they can spend that is cool so like say you can only give a dollar a month but there's something you want that's like the equivalent of ten dollars after ten months you can get it interesting where like no other patreon i've ever seen has done something like that yeah it's sort of a like built-up currency oh it's so, very cool yeah so i'm excited i can't wait fun. to hear it i'm looking forward to people you know saving up their points and screwing us over with them <laughs> which is definitely an option <laughs> oh no yeah yeah of course it's D. people gotta get screwed over sometimes right that's yeah. the name of the game Cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want, follow me on Twitter at Tom Zalatni, and you're on Twitter. I am at Katie Pegnuck. No O. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't think there's an O. Nah, try either one. I think I think K Pegnuck sounds right. Yeah. I think. I think it was taken. Oh, weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lots of K Pegnuckers. There aren't. That's the upsetting part. <laughs> That's the worst. Someone just took it to spite me. The only other Tom Zalatni in the universe is my grandpa, and oh. he doesn't go by Tom. 
so we've never had a clash over it. He goes by what? Uh, Tanash. Oh, the whole, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah. It's cool having a unique name. It is, yeah. yeah. I There was a part of me that thought maybe I should like carry it on and, and name Toby after myself, oh. but then we decided not to be those people. <laughs> Instead, you know, name our kid after a uh, character from the West Wing. There anyway, <laughs> special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use their song Wave Us as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited minimally by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. This is Tom Zalat and I wishing you all good mental health. The least you could do is listen Find out if you're missing What could you say to a stranger today To get them on your side Everything you do is what you choose to show the world But you are more than that Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey, Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing, pinkle media, bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at changingonthefly.wordpress.com.